Welcome to another episode of the Speak Up Podcast, where we speak of everything sports. I'm Kendall Hollowell. I got Kenny Hughes alongside me, as always. The NBA draft order is set. The Minnesota Timberwolves secure the number one pick, yeah. followed by the Warriors at number two, and then the Hornets, Bulls, and Cavs round out the top five. The Knicks get the number eight pick, <laughs> so I'm not really sure who they who they irritated in the, in the NBA front office because they had to do something. <laughs> something happened, man. They always have the worst luck. Nick fans are sick. I know. That's gotta hurt. That's gotta hurt. That's worse than I. This happens every year for them, so I it think does. they're used to it at this point. Yeah. So let's start with the number one pick. Um, it's been said that there isn't a clear number one choice in this mm-hmm. draft. Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Lamella Ball are the names that you hear a lot throughout the draft process. As far as guys that'll be in running the running for the top pick, okay. as well as most likely the guys that will go one, two, and three in the draft. Yeah. Um. Do you see Lamelo, Charlotte? Is, where do you see Lamelo yeah. falling in the top three? Like, well, where for in the me, top three? For me, as far as like top guy, yeah, the choice is easy. It's Lamelo Ball. Yeah, um, he's the best player available in this year's draft. Um, people need to let go of their dislike of Levar. Yeah, and rec and, and recognize the talent that this kid actually yeah. has. Yeah, he Levar called. He said this is the best kid out of all three, and you he can did. see it by the way he, he said played. it. Yeah. He's a six seven six eight point guard with yeah. incredible skills. His court vision, mm-hmm. ball handling, his size, and just overall playmaking ability. Yeah, he and he's a lot better on defense than what people give him credit for too. He, I know he's because he has off. the length. He's yeah. He I think he like he'll have kind of the progression that Lonzo's had, mm-hmm. where the, when he packs on weight and stuff like that, yeah. he'll be able to get in front of defenders more. Yeah. But he uses the length, shot blocking. Mm-hmm. Getting steals, yes. so he uses it. Yeah, you can see the kid is talented, man. Yeah, super um, talented. So let's talk about his path, actually. So freshman year, him, Lonzo, Leangelo have, yeah. my opinion, the greatest high, high school no, yeah. team ever. Yeah, it's not even a question. They were the best team. Sophomore year, they don't finish it as as much of what they yeah. what they would like. He does have that ninety two point game. <laughs> That he I know cherry, people, he, he cherry, cherry picked he that whole cherry, game. He did cherry pick, and I think people really got on him too much for it. Yeah. I just because of you know um, everything surrounding him that yeah. was going on. Then so yeah, he did cherry pick, but He's, I think it's okay. <laughs> it was more okay the fact that he was a sophomore yeah. as opposed to a senior doing it as oh, a guy yeah. that's trying to like you know like right there at the NBA. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a fifteen year old kid. <laughs> yeah. And the league was they were in was terrible, if we're going to be honest. So. Exactly. So then he gets pulled out. Mm-hmm. Dad pulls him out. And although I didn't agree with him being pulled out of Chino Hills, um, I think playing in Lithuania and then in that JBA where they had the national tour where they go to they went to all these countries and mm-hmm. played all these other professional teams yeah. was really good for him because he oh, was yeah. a 16-year-old kid playing against grown men. Yeah. And you could see that, you could see that carrying over now, even when he went over to Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people call it a failure, and they said Lavar was ruining his career. But we said it was an opportunity for him to play against grown men, mm-hmm. just focus on basketball, which is what a lot of these international players are doing anyway. They enroll yeah. in these academies when they're like thirteen, mm-hmm. and they play basketball. Yeah. And then we, and then obviously we see it now how much his game evolved when he did get to do have yeah. play these teams overseas. You're playing grown men, your game is going to continue to elevate, especially yeah. when you're a young kid like him. He's been playing against older kids his whole life. Yeah. I remember um, playing against those big baller teams when we were little kids yeah. and stuff. Because they're, you know, Chino Hills is out here. Um, 
that Solonzo was the main guy on the team, and there'd be this little kid that checks in the game. <laughs> and it was LaMelo. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. And they check in the game, and they would feed it to him. And this little kid, you know, they had those high arching shots above yeah. their head. And he'd be firing threes and knocking them down. He was this little kid playing against older guys, older guys that were older people than Lonzo. Yeah. And he could play with them. And then when he was in middle school, he played on Lonzo's AAU team. So he's been, that's why he was so successful his freshman year at Chino Hills, yeah. is because he's been pre- preparing for this stuff his whole life. And then it just progressed more when he played against grown men. Yeah. And it's only going to get better once he gets in the NBA. Too. Yeah. Like we saw his transformation from his game when, um, we saw how he was at Chino Hills, mm-hmm. and then how he was with the JBA and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They had these ridiculous stats that they yeah. that they had in those games, and then we saw how much his game progressed when he when he got to Spire. Yeah, that's yes. when we really got to see that Lamelo was evolving his game. He's becoming mm-hmm. a, a legit pro prospect. Yeah, and he's super cr- well. People, he's so creative with the ball in his hands, man. Like that's what yes. I think is the biggest standout for him. He creative anybody. He's hitting floaters with. From, from the three-point line. Yeah, he is. <laughs> like, we're not seeing that, so. Yeah. Um, another big way his game has changed, I think, is, so when he was at Chino Hills, he was a score first guy. He came up, mm-hmm. guy launching threes. Now I think he's changed, so he comes up the court, and I think he's looking to give it. He's looking yeah. to make that play. But then he knows when he has the extra step on the defender, he knows mm-hmm. he can get to the hoop. And it's a fast decision. He knows when he can take it to the hole. Mm-hmm. Or when he needs to give it out. Yeah. And he's, he's very good at passing in the paint. Yeah. When he gets down in there, he can make a move on the defender and then find the Trump big man something, yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and then also, so I'm going to go back to the Chino Hills part real quick. When people, <laughs> right, people, people got on him when Chino Hills won the state championship mm-hmm. the year he left. I hope people realize that there was another – Ball on the team is their cousin yeah. Andre Ball. The only reason that people don't know about him is because he had those two injury injury yeah. play seasons. But he was another D one player, mm-hmm. and then they had a five star center. Um, um, what's his name? Um, Akongu, oh, who will also be yeah. a lottery pick this year. <laughs> yeah. So of course they won the state championship because they were still an extremely talented team, and they dropped down a division as well. They were in Division One instead of the Open Two. So that is true. <laughs> Personally, I would like to see LaMelo ball with the Chicago Bulls. I'm telling you, man, that's the look. It's... Pair him with Zach Levine, and you mm-hmm. got one of the most exciting backcourts in the NBA. Yeah. Levine is an underrated rising star, mm-hmm. a guy who can give you, he's proved it, he can give you 40 on any given night. Yeah. I thought he should have been an all-star this year. Yeah, the team is so bad. I can exactly, see why he yeah. here, but... But that's the guy to build around. Yeah. Even Mark, they still got Mark in there, too. Like, And I know mm-hmm. people are kind of down on him, but... You never know what adding a guy like LaMelo who can run past the ball, you don't know what that could do for his career. That could wake him back up because I know there were high expectations for him early on in his career, but he hasn't kind of panned out to what people expected. So Chicago's the best fit, honestly. It is. So let's let's go back to the Timberwolves, actually. Um, I think they should take LaMelo Ball. I think he should be the number one pick, but I don't think they will. I think they'll take Anthony Edwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so they'll keep D'Angelo at the rut, at yeah. the at the point guard position. Yeah. Also, Edwards gives them a better defensive boost than Lamelo would yeah. initially, mm-hmm. especially with D'Angelo yeah, not playing defense any at defense. all. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Anthony Edwards as a person. He's a six-five guard yeah. with incredible athleticism. Yeah. 
Uh, I've heard comparisons to Donovan Mitchell and Victor Oladipo, yeah. which I think are fitting. Yeah. Um, he's incredibly explosive at the rim. I got I got the opportunity to watch him play when he came to Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. and he was as good at advertising really? watching in person. Incredible athleticism, mm-hmm. guy who can pull up, has a very good step back yeah. jumper, a guy who can also create mm-hmm. dribbling the ball with his pull up jumper. Um, he's a he's a bucket getter. Yeah, plain and simple. He's a guy that would be that has the potential to be one of the most dynamic stores in the NBA. Oh wow! Hey, I didn't know. Jeez. That's just that's the ceiling that's for the him. Ceiling. That's not. That's, I mean, maybe we won't. Obviously, we won't know for a yeah. few years, but that's the potential of what he has mm-hmm. with the skills that he possesses. Most of his damage is done in transition, okay. which is really good. I think that would be really good, especially really? with D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. That's where he scored most of his points, and a high percentage of his assists came when he was at Georgia. Was when they were in transition. Okay. He's really good at pulling up in transition. Yeah. He can so, finish around the rack. That's he can. Friend be six five. He's built like a football guy. Like he's one of those guys you can tell. He is, yeah. Where he can take that beating, even yeah. though kids technically he's a little bit smaller, but yeah. he can take that beating yeah. because he's built the way he's yeah. built. They talked about his build is pretty a lot similar to James Harden right now. Yeah. Six six, two twenty, two twenty five. Yeah. Bigger guys they can like withstand going up there and Yeah. Take a hack. Yeah. And he's 19, so... He's only probably going to get bigger, honestly. Um, what do you what do you think? Who would you take number one if you were one, the Timberwolves? I'd, honestly, I agree with you. I'm going Anthony Edwards. I don't see how... I know LaMelo's the best player in this draft, but I don't see how you can make that fit, especially with D'Lo, as much as he needs the ball in his hands to make plays. Yeah. So, like, I don't see how you have those two dynamic guys on the same roster. It just doesn't fit well. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Edwards is going to go number one, though. That, I agree with you on that. Yeah. He's going to go number one, and then hopefully I'm hoping LaMelo lands right there in Chicago. Like mm-hmm. you said, I feel like it would be a great good look for him. Yeah. The good news for whoever Minnesota takes is they won't be tasked to be the guy right away. Yeah. They still have Russell. Mm-hmm. They still have Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. So whoever they'll be will be the number three option and probably be the number three option for a few years until they begin to develop you know, and hit the – their prime and all that, yeah. which these other guys aren't even in either. Yeah, which is so, yeah, that's yeah. true. So now Minnesota has the capability to start building a legit playoff contending team. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so let's go to the number two pick. Um, the Warriors aren't taking LaMelo. Oh, no. no. That was yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing that the Warriors should do is try and shop this pick. Oh, yeah. Get a package together, this pick, Andrew Wiggins, and then mm-hmm. Minnesota's pick next year, mm-hmm. and go get another star. It's not going to be Giannis. Yeah. It's not going to be Booker, these other guys that have that connection to. I don't know who it's going to be, yeah. but that should be their, their first step. Okay. Because you have Steph and Clay coming back off mm-hmm. of injury. This team is in win-now mode, yeah. championship mode. When they come back, they're not the Warriors are no longer the overwhelming favorite over everybody. Yeah. But they're still a title contender when oh, they yeah. come back. Especially with they, as long as they have that core, Draymond, Clay, and Steph, they're fine. As long as those three are still together. So Obi Top uh, Obi Toppin is a guy that I like a lot. Um, he took the NCAA by storm this past season. One of the most exciting players in the draft. Mm-hmm. He was the best player in college basketball last year. I was going to pick Dayton 
to win the national championship. That was my pick before uh, the tournament was canceled because of Obi Toppin. Oh, uh, okay. Um, he is a little bit older than some of these other prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 22 years old, so he would be the oldest top five pick since Wesley, Wesley Johnson in 2010. Wow. But I think he'd be a perfect fit for Golden State. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's a stretch big mm-hmm. with a big frame that possesses another guy, incredible athleticism, mm-hmm. excellent at finishing at the rim. Uh-huh. Um, he moves great without the ball. I think that is the key point yeah. when it comes to being in the offense with Steph and Clay, being able to move around. Um, he's very good at making cuts, so you know how this team likes to move yeah. around, move all the offenses. Back so. cuts and everything, yeah. Uh, he's ex- excellent transition. Mm-hmm. Another guy for... Definitely, yeah. Dream yeah. on all those guys to, to find. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me your uh, your input. What do you think? That and you think about, like you said, he's a stretch for, so he can do a lot. He can guard multiple positions. Solid rebounder too. You think mm-hmm. about it. They don't. Golden State plays a lot of small ball, so if they're gonna have him on the court, have a, a solid rebounder like him there, that would be a good fit. Um, the big concern is, is he doesn't play good defense. Uh, he doesn't have good lateral movement, so he's not good in one-on-one situations. The good, the good news is, is because he is so athletic that yeah. he can become a good shot blocker. Yeah, we haven't seen it, so you hope that he begins to develop it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, especially in the league, defense is such an effort thing. I feel like it is. If he's around guys like Draymond and Clay, especially two great defenders, maybe you can get him to, you know adjust his game and really like push to become a better defender it's not like it's something that he he's too athletic to not be able to defend that's true long term his career so but let's talk about the guy who has been connected to the Warriors since <laughs> last season pretty much when Steph went down and we knew the Warriors gonna be at the top of the, the draft mm-hmm. James Wiseman so uh didn't get to see a lot of him in college <laughs> Uh, he was the highest ranked high school player when he came out, yeah. but he was limited to just three games because of the suspensions and yeah. then asking a college kid to donate money. Back to Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. NCAA. At its finest. Yeah. But um, Wiseman is going to be a walking double-double. Oh, yeah. He's what, he's what you describe, like, kind of how you talk about Embiid, where he's just mm-hmm. a physical... Especially in a smaller league, he's physic. He can physically dominate people, and he's mad athletic too. For to be a big man, so yeah. Uh, what I watched, so I watched some more of his uh, his games. A very limited amount of games that we had. Mm. He's really good on the offensive boards. Yeah, which is big. Grab it down low, mm-hmm. kick it back out to Steph, which could be huge. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what they need. Just let him. Somebody can get those yeah. boards and kick it right back yeah. out to him and Clay. Yeah. And he's also a guy that can run the court for a seven-footer. Yeah. Great footwork, can run the court. Hey, those are two. They're in a good place. Why Why trade them away? Honestly, why trade the pick away if they can pick up two guys like that? I think a you would like want a, a guy that can you know can help you immediately right now, a veteran player. That's true. Some young I mean, guy. whoever if they take someone, maybe they prove to be a valuable piece mm-hmm. in their run, and they're a great piece for them in the future. Yeah. But with a Steph getting older and a Clay getting older, you want to maximize the window now, so then that is why you go out and get another guy. Okay. All right. I see that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, 
We'll see. When's the draft? Not until October. October, so, yeah. yeah. We got some time. I don't know. We'll, it's going to develop, especially with everybody, like, searching for trades. So many people talking about Devin Booker gonna, is probably going to be on the chopping block, They mm-hmm. or people are going to try to get him. So we'll see how it goes with yeah. Golden State. Um, so let's go to the number three pick. I think Charlotte will take Obi Toppin. Okay. Um, you've said it, and I agree that uh, <laughs> Michael Matt, Michael's not taking Lamelo. <laughs> Unless a conversation is had where he's like, "I love this kid." Mm-hmm. I there's I have no to hear way. it. I have to hear it from him. <laughs> yeah, there's no way he's gonna take Lamelo Ball. But we already talked about all the great uh, qualities that Toppin has. Mm-hmm. But he would give Charlotte another big man that has playmaking ability. Yeah. Him and Graham would be actually pretty fun to watch. They would. Yeah, like you said, somebody could pass him the ball. He's great, super yeah. athletic. Pair him up with P.J. Washington. Yeah. So. That'd be a solid little team. Yeah. Um, let's go to a guy that we talked about earlier, uh, Kong Wu. Oh, yeah. Big man out of USC. Um, average of team best, 16.2 points per game. Mm-hmm. Also led the team with 8.6 rebounds per game, uh, 61.6% shooting. Um I've heard comparisons to Bam Bam Adebayo. Like a little bit smaller, like a skinnier version or slimmer yeah, version? I a guy who, that, yeah. yeah. He's going to put all weight when yeah. he gets to lead, but that's what I've heard. I I agree with it. Yeah. Um, I could totally see yeah. it. He's a do-it-all big that's an excellent shot blocker. Yeah. Provides versatility on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um. He can knock down the three, too. From, he can. That's a big man, too. Yeah, that's he, another big yeah, thing he has to have. Yeah. He's still a guy that's progressing his offensive game, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we can't talk NBA draft without talking international players. Yeah. Denny Avdia. I hope I'm saying his name right. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. I just know that they have him ranked as the number one, guy. Number one international player and then the top ranked small forward available in the draft. Okay. So, I mean, international guys are having more success. Yeah. Luca, uh, Giannis, yeah. I don't know. There's a, actually, there's another guy too. Uh, supposedly the Knicks are probably going to grab another guard. Uh, mm-hmm. Killian Hayes, that's another name they're going to throw out yeah. there. He's a guard from uh, France. So, Yeah. Avdia is a 6'9 wing. You know so, any? Can he shoot through three, or do you know any? Of course. I just had to ask, man. I, I'm I'm not aware on the on the uh, foreign guys, so. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't speak too much on him either. Yeah. But um, they say he's a baller. After watching Luca do does do what he does, um, these other international players give him a chance. Who am now? I to go against? <laughs> it? Yeah. Give him a chance now. If they're if guys like Luca are popping up, might as well give him a chance. Um, so there's another guy I actually want to talk about, Cole Anthony. Okay. I talked to you about it. Um, I believe that he could be another Fred VanVleet. Okay. Yeah. Just so I know that. So I know they don't have the same, um, you know, build. Of course. Build, yeah. yeah. Come up story either. VanVleet was a four year guy who went undrafted. Anthony's a one and done, mm-hmm. who will probably be a lottery pick. Yeah. But. Um, so I think Anthony could become a viable rotational scorer. Okay. A guy that you know, rotational guy that you mm-hmm. know can go and get you buckets mm-hmm. that begins to progress and eventually becomes a starter. Okay. You can see that. So that's what I see for him, kind of how we see Van Vliet now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You're going to make the yeah. smart play. Okay. Yeah. 
correlates. Yeah. Super athletic too. Yeah. Cole, <laughs> he's super, super duper athletic. Um, what about some of the other guys you like? Um, um, I know yeah. uh, Tyrese Halliburton is the guy you talked mm-hmm. about. Um, international players connected to the Knicks. Yeah. That's another guard that I hear that is connected to the Knicks. Yeah. Them and the guard. They draft a new guard every year. R.J. Barrett and Nikila. They do. So do the Cavs. I hope the Cavs don't draft another yeah. guard. You got to back off with the guard. It's not working out. Yeah, well. at some point you got to grab... I don't. I don't know. I don't know the strategy behind that, especially when you draft um, a number of point guards back to back. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, they because Cleveland, Colin Sexton, and, and then uh, Darius Garland. Garland. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So you don't have a lot of defense. You have a, two guys that do pretty much the same, same exact yeah. thing, and they have to have the ball in their hand. Yeah, I don't know. So, Okongu would be a good pick for them. Yeah, that'd be a great pick for he them. He would be good. Um, Obi Toppin, but I don't think he'll last that yeah, long. He won't be there. Um, another guy, uh, Miles Powell, Seton Hall, four-year guy. So yeah. a lot of people aren't going to give him a chance, but bucket getter. You want to talk about certified bucket getter. He mm-hmm. can shoot the three. He can take you off the dribble. Kind of undersized, so he's like a liability on defense. But when you think about Lou Will, Jamal Crawford, Yeah, he's in the same field where he's just going to go get you a bucket. Okay. Um, Let's talk about another uh, four-year guy, Cassius Winston. Yeah. He'll be, yeah. He'll be a very good um, backup point guard, a guy mm. that can come in and run your second unit, yeah. floor general, leader out there. Yeah. Not going to make mistakes. going to no. make the right basketball player. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they can give these guys, these four-year guys a chance. Like, I know they their ceiling yeah. is probably not as high, but. They play great basketball, great, exactly. great basketball, and yeah. they're seasoned, so they're not going to come in nervous and ready. Yeah. To and some of them can come in and contribute right away. Yeah. We know that these younger guys are going to have higher ceilings, mm-hmm. of course, because they're 18 and 19-year-olds, yeah. as opposed to someone that's 22, 23. Yeah. But some of these older guys can come in and produce for you right away. Yeah. They're, that might be as max as they get, mm-hmm. but... Hey, a title's yeah. a title, and wins are wins. It doesn't matter who gets you there, as long as they're doing their job. So, Exactly. So uh, that's going to wrap up this edition of uh, the Speak Up Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.